Bitcoin hits new all-time highs on the long-awaited news of ETF approval, and you'll find Travis celebrating in his own way. We're also celebrating those who pioneer in the NFT space, and today we feature the world's first intelligent NFTs. Altered State Machine is bringing a new generation of gaming and finance where AI bots compete and interact with each other, and it's pretty damn cool. We'll welcome the McDonald brothers to talk about it, but not the guys that invented the crappy hamburgers. On this episode number 559 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five. Travis, are you celebrating uh, new all-time highs? Yeah, yeah, all-time high. My God! No, 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 no. Bitcoin all-time highs, not. Oh, Bitcoin's high too. Bitcoin's smoking weed, you guys. Is this the highest you've ever been, or something? Bitcoin's price is four (laughs) twenty. Wait, that was actually back in like 2015. Bitcoin was 420. Was 420. Next time it's 420, it'll be because it's 420,000. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we've been watching it and there's some big news about it. They announced that the Bitcoin, uh, uh, they said the Bitcoin ETF, but it's actually a Bitcoin futures ETF. Uh, we're going to be talking a little about that. And uh, yeah, so Bitcoin is high, baby. We passed it. So once you bust through that high, then it just normally goes on a run. So every other time that it's done this, it goes on a big run. So we could see what, maybe 30% more from here. We might hit a hundred grand. I think a, a billion percent before we go there. want to encourage you guys to supercharge your life with automated, automated, automated at the automat automated finance. Say so long to middlemen, bureaucracy, and the hassle of complicated finance. Embrace the unstoppable revolution and become your own bank. Download the Change Finance app, spelled C-H-A-I-N-G-E. See, they kind of took chain from blockchain and change, put it together. Change.finance is where you can get it. And we thank them for sponsoring this show where we talk about how the new decentralized world of finance is indeed changing the world. Uh, Travis, take a look at coingecko.com, timestamping this for 12.57 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 20th of October 2021. For now on, in, in infamy, as the day that Bitcoin set a new all-time high, it actually hit 67,000 briefly, currently sitting at $66,732. Yeah, wow, up 18.5% in the last seven days. And if you look at over the last seven days, you can see a ton of things that have popped up over the last seven days. But look at Ethereum up over 4,000, Binance over 500, Cardano $2.20. I mean, look at these, man. We're seeing, we're seeing, we're going to see a lot all time. What is the total? $2.75 trillion market cap right now, folks. So what are we going to think? What is, is it going to get to 5 trillion, you think? I Eventually, I don't know what point. I mean, everything is running right now. You know, here's a fun trick you can play with your friends too when they tell you that, oh, you know, Bitcoin is, is a scam and all that. Go to CoinGecko and pull up the chart for Bitcoin and then don't tell them what you're showing them, but scroll, change the parameters so that they're looking at just 2014. Just point to the chart, don't point to the numbers and you'll see, oh man, but look look how it came down last time. And then widen the chart to go to the 2018 run and show them the January 14 that, that you first showed them. It's this little blip. It's this little blip and the 2017-18 run looks huge. And I remember us talking, Travis, back in 2018 saying, you know what? In the future, when Bitcoin hits another all-time high, this 2018 run is going to look like a blip as well. And now there I've widened the chart all the way. Look at the increase in volume uh, for Bitcoin trading from mid 2000. 19 wow. forward compared to 2018 you don't even see volume 
on the 2014 chart, but the 2018 run is indeed this blip. And in the future, it's going to be so small. Mm. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing some days, you know, a hundred billion dollars worth of trading, 150. I mean, in January of this year, uh, there was a hundred and seventy-eight million dollars in big billion dollars just in Bitcoin traded one day. Then the market kept going back up. But we're seeing, you know, that's what what's interesting right now to me, Joel, is that if I'm looking over here over the last 14 days and I'm looking at this. Bitcoin volume, 43 billion, 39 billion. We, we don't even see the huge numbers of volume like we did in January right now. So when we get to 150, 200, 100, 150 billion dollars a day in Bitcoin, like that's when, we're, so in, that's what I think we're going to see, see the thing take off. Now, if you look at the, the max as you, you scroll that back out there and you looked in between what that last run was. You know, what it did was it went up a bit and then then it came down, did its little thing. And then uh, so we might if we look at that chart, if you want to scroll over on that on that chart, just when you're looking at it, it looks like we might have been in like November 10th of 2011. And when we, but then we just pop back up over that all time high there in November 13th, where you can kind of see where it went. we had the growth. So we might be in this time right here where this thing could go boom. This thing could go to this is it, this thing could go to two hundred thousand dollars maybe if it, if we're going on the same trajectory as like what happened the last two <clears throat> bull runs where you had this kind of a oh it looks like we're going into a, a, a bear market and it kind of looks like what but then it ends up going and taking over that all time high again. It looks like it's going to go on a run now. It it, it's, it's right on schedule, too. I mean, it, all the people we've been talking to, if you'll go back on this show, go back mm -hmm. to when Bitcoin dropped to 30,000. And we were saying as non-financial advisors that this is not the end of the bull run. Well, here we go. We're proven right on this. Clearly, we've just hit an all-time high. Uh, we were correct that that pullback from 65 to 30 was a normal correction. And now we are sitting at an all time high. And uh, is it going to pull back again? Of course it is. Why? Because as non-financial advisors, the one piece of financial advice we can give you with absolute certainty is that crypto will go up and crypto will go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then what happens is, is the, the price always normalizes to a much higher high, right? So, you know, back in 2017, the previous high, I mean, it, it just kept popping up over new previous highs. And then it hit, you know, in September, it hit like 4,500. Then it went back down. It hit down to 3,500. And then once it popped up over 4,500, the all-time high, it went all the way up to like 7,500. And then it dropped back down to 5,800. And then it made it all the way up to 20,000 before over the course of the next Literally the next month, the whole crypto market where Bitcoin went from 20,000 all the way back down to 6,800 and kind of normalized around 6,500 hanging out around there. So the all time high. So it looks like us. Maybe our all time high is we were sitting around 60 is our all time high. Maybe it goes up to well over 100. But when it comes back down, maybe the new normalization will be somewhere around 60, 65, 70,000 but there'll be a big pop that happens and then it will just come back down and then roll until the next time Bitcoin halves. Or this could be unlike any other time that's happened before because more and more people are interested in it. I mean, there's $2.75 trillion in crypto markets. NFTs are taking place. More and more people are getting excited about these play to earn games. More and more people are spending time on their phones and learning about crypto. And so even though Bitcoin is the big daddy, the king daddy of the cryptos, you know, uh, you're not going to you're not going to see Bitcoin, you know, 200 X again from here. That's why some of the some of the love on some of the altcoins are going to pop up. But there's good, there's some chance to make some pretty solid money right here. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. Told you so. All your friends and family that didn't listen. You told them you said, hey, you might want to do it. And they're not. And look at how crazy the world is right now. And they're still not. Mm -hmm. Some of them are still not in crypto. And if you look at, you know, of course, uh, all of the altcoins, um, Bitcoin is the Queen Mary, right? It is this huge cruise liner plowing through the ocean. And in its wake, it tends to pull 
all of the others with it. Ethereum is uh, back over 4,000 again, hit 4,107 today. It's all time high is 4,356. And I think that we're likely to bust through that here pretty soon, as long as Bitcoin holds where it's at. The word that I'm hearing from people is they are fully expecting Ethereum to go to 10,000 before this run is over. Look at the chart here, Trav. Look at the straight up line on every coin that is listed here. Binance, 503. Um, XRP, a buck 15. Solana, 172, up 13% this week. Polkadot, up 26% this week to 44.59. Dogecoin, 25 cents. And people keep crapping on Shiba. I, I don't get it. It Gang, I think Shiba's here to stay. I think they're talking, you know, Coinbase has got it now. Robinhood is, I think, talking about it. I'm not sure if they've got it yet or not. Um, when, when people ask me, what should they buy? I say, I'm not going to tell you what you should buy, but I say, look at the projects that have a ton of volume and that have the biggest market cap. And it's kind of, if you're going to be in um, crypto, it's kind of hard to go wrong yeah. with the top 100. That's true. But if I want to tell you how to make serious money on this, here's what I would say. Of course, not financial advice, but walk, walk through this with me, Joel. Go, go on CoinGecko. Let's go on a walk. Up. Let's go on a little jump. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take a stroll here, hand in hand. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so so go on CoinGecko, mm -hmm. and then you type in. Go ahead and click on Sheeb, and go ahead and look at the chart on. Sheeb. All right. Let's go look. Let's take a Sheeb together right here. It's number yeah, fifteen right now. Yeah, point... Here's what I'm talking about over here. Look at over on the info over on the side. It yep. has the contract information. It has Sheba tokens. See right there where it says meme tokens. Yes. Click on meme tokens. This is a new area that that uh, they have released on CoinGecko and categorizing these tokens in different ways. Now you can look and see Dogecoin is 25 cents. Shiba Inu is 0. 0.00 something, whatever. But it's a $13 billion market cap. But now look at Baby Doge. What's Baby Dogecoin? Is that maybe going to go? It's gone up 21%. It's at 325 market. Like, what's the next one? Like, I got involved with Cake Monster not long ago because I saw that it popped. So I got some cake monster and it's at a hundred and it's gone up 400% in the last week. Is it good? Cake? I didn't get Is a whole tasty? lot of it, but it's like, you, I bought a B and B or two of it. And now it's worth like, now it's worth like eight B and B dude. There's up dog. Yeah. What's up? That, dog? Yeah. That's up dog. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going way up. It's up 150%. Basically they should have just labeled the shit coins, right. And not meme coins. Well, no, no, no. These are, these are different. These are meme coins that are joke coins. If you go there and look in that different area, there's one that's for yield farming. There's one for NFTs. There's one for play to earn. Like if you go 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 type in a, a, a star atlas and look at that one. All right, let's pull up the atlas token right here, which uh, is at yeah. 9.2 cents right now. Okay, so here's gaming. They don't actually have this one in play to earn, but they do have it under gaming. So this is a, a category right here where a lot of this is NFTs. And you can look here and look at the market cap and see which ones that are popping up that are interesting. Um, and I'm looking at this and I see a lot of tokens that I already hold. I hold Gala. Uh, I hold some Wax P. Uh, I got some UFO. I got some Atlas. Sandbox is there. Engine, uh, Axie Infinity, Yield Games, Vulcan Forge, which has blown up huge. Uh, so, you know, if you want to do some research and start figuring out Fit, you know, see what fits your area of interest that you are knowledgeable about, and then go in and look at these different categories of crypto projects and go do some research. And you're going to find some, you're going to go, wait, this right here looks amazing. Like look at Rev. Rev is one of the main tokens by Animoca. And you're like, wow, it's only 15 cents. It's gone up 15.8%. The market cap is only $33 million. Wow. That's Animoca. That might blow up. Splinterlands, only $113 million, uh, million dollar market cap. That thing has got so many members and it's blowing up. That's going to be a billion-dollar market cap probably down the road. So looking at some of these, Joel, and, and going through in those different categories uh, is, is huge. And you just you just showed a screen that actually had all the categories on it. Like, Yeah, I, there's a lot of them. Categories by market cap? What was, where'd you see that? Yeah, so it's, it's there on CoinGecko, and there's actually a menu item here called categories and just click categories and you could see smart contract platforms, exchange tokens, DeFi, stable coins, BSC, 
Solana, meme tokens, yield farming, oh, yeah. non-fungible. So it's coingecko.com. And then just look on the, the menu and you'll see categories and it'll bring you to all of these. So they kind of treats yeah. them as what would be fun here is to create portfolios based on these categories. And that's what you're yeah. going to see, right? Just like you can go into your stash account now and buy a portfolio, kind of like a mutual fund yeah. of stocks that are blockchain based or energy based or whatever. You're going to be able to go in and say, all right, I want to, I want to invest in the, the top, you know, 10 that are Solana based and it'll right. just distribute your funds and somebody will manage that the same way that, you know, Janice manages mutual funds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically a uh, an, an index fund, and uh, so you can see here. I love that. I, we thought about doing that with Nifty's, the Nifty index, Nifty index fund, uh, NFT index fund, play to earn. Look at that category number thirty one. Um, keep an eye on that. The total of all these categories, play to earn, is number thirty one right now, folks. By the end of the year, I would say it's going to be in the top twenty. I would say by the end of next year, play to earn. Market capitalization will probably be in the top 10 of categories. I don't dispute that. 2022 is the year of play to earn, gang. Mm -hmm. you, you Joel heard said it. so. Joel you said heard it. it here. He's, he's I said it. it. I meant it. There and what's the go. year 2023 is what? Uh, the year after 2022. Yeah, you said, I think you said it was the year of the metaverse. The metaverse. Yes, I did say yeah. that. Yeah. And the year after that in 2024 is well that's that's when the meteor hits so there's no 2020 yeah sorry <laughs> so that's when the drink, anunnaki come back to get their gold sorry eat folks. drink and be merry so let's look at why uh, one of the the leading indicators of why this is happening right now with bitcoin article here on yahoo finance contango conmingo why a Bitcoin futures ETF could be a bloody ride. So go ahead and explain a little bit more your understanding of what this ETF is that's now trading on the New York Stock Exchange. Right. So the, you know, remember back in the day, the Winklevi, they've been trying to get an ETF, a Bitcoin exchange traded fund for a while. And, and it says this here on the article, an ETF would open Bitcoin investments to a new array of players from individual 401k users to major institutions who can't buy Bitcoin directly for regulatory or compliance reasons. And now we have a Bitcoin ETF. They say, yeah, we have a Bitcoin ETF. In, in reality, it's not necessarily a Bitcoin ETF. It is a Bitcoin futures contract ETF, which means the ProShare ETF is going to hold Bitcoin futures contracts. They're not going to actually hold Bitcoin, I don't believe. Right. So what? So, so what? What does that mean? This sounds to me it means like it sounds, it, it's almost like it seems to me like there's almost they're, they're going to be betting on contracts on the future price of Bitcoin without actually holding Bitcoin, and it could be one of the things like like with gold and silver where they have the paper contracts of gold and silver, uh, but the, they're going to be they're going to be wagering on the future price of Bitcoin without actually holding the Bitcoin. So kind of like what they've done with gold and silver, right? Because yeah. isn't there 500 times more silver traded on paper than there actually is? Yeah, I don't know which one's which. I know one of them is like 250 times more paper and one of them is 500 times more paper uh, than actual physical. So this is a way to get a whole lot more people to think they're holding Bitcoin, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not an expert on stock trading and ETFs and all this other stuff, but this is not a Bitcoin ETF where they're actually holding Bitcoin in the in the fund. This is a Bitcoin futures contracts ETF where they're holding Bitcoin futures contracts. So, I, yeah, and I don't understand either what kind of stability and or volatility this can bring mm -hmm. to the market. But right now, the market is responding very favorably. And I think yeah. there's a whole lot of FOMO going on. Well, it could generate a lot of Ill, of, of uh, you know millions of dollars in cash inflow into it, uh, and actually, it's what it said was a record-setting one billion dollars in trading volume on day one happened on this. And uh, but they're saying here's what it says: according to our reporting, that inflow seems substantially from retail investors. Uh, while some may be wise, to, I don't know what contango risk is. They're talking about contango. I don't even know what contango even even means. Um, but most people don't recognize the difference between a futures and a spot ETF 
They only notice the difference after five to 10 years of bleed. There will be some truly biblical wailing and gnashing of teeth is what this person's saying. B-I-T-O will bleed buckets over a longer timeline. So they're saying long-term, this could be really crazy. Uh, and But they don't actually have a spot ETF that is actually working on the exact spot price of Bitcoin. They're only working on what people are going to guess the future price of Bitcoin is in those contracts. I don't know. Boy, risky. Super, super risky. I, I don't play with options. I don't play with shorting. I don't play with futures. Um, I, I, I like to sleep at night. And if you'll notice, my hair is gray, but I have it on my head still. And um, I just know too many people that have played the market and take risks like that, that uh, they lose their hair faster and they get mm. stomach ulcers. And uh, I, I'm just I'm not down with that. Don't be down with that. You down mm -hmm. down with the sickness. So great news for uh, for Bitcoin. Great to see it um, and great to see pioneering happening in the uh, the entire crypto sphere. We get hit up by so many messages every day via email, via DM, via LinkedIn. Um, our inbox is packed every now and then I try to get through it and it just keeps filling up again. So anybody who's reached out that hasn't heard from us, you know, we're a small operation here and, um, and Travis doesn't do anything. So it's really, it's me answering the email. Travis creates pretty pictures and, and uses his voice and gets high so he can have his all time highs. Travis isn't going to stop doing things now. <laughs> Travis does epic shit. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a moment as well. But first, we want to bring you some other pioneers in the space. Out of the inbox came a request to check out Altered State Machine, a new protocol for non-fungible intelligence. And so check it out. We did and become advisors. We are because mm. like it, we do. You guys are going to dig this. Let's go to our interview with the McDonald's. Not that McDonald's. Tom McDonald. We finally got him on the show. Other McDonald. Oh, different McDonald. Yeah. Altered State Machine. Here we go. how cool we thought it is because these guys are creating a new generation of gaming tied to finance where AI bots compete and interact with each other using NFTs. The project's called the Altered State Machine. No, your kiwis. Out the oh, they're kiwis. Okay. How the kiwis. hell am I supposed to? Like, I can tell the difference. I'm a dumb American. I, <laughs> although they do sound a bit like Flight of the Concords. They do. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. That, that kiwis. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that's it. That's how now. you can tell. Yeah. That's how you can give tell. me, gentlemen, it's business time. It's uh, a you know, sardonic wit. When I when I think of altered states, I, I remember the film from the 80s. I think it was with William Hurt, where, you know, he got in the deprivation tank and yeah. turned into a beast. Is that somehow is that inspired what you guys are working on here? We've actually had that um, asked a couple of times. Um, and um, and the name actually comes from um, Altered Carbon. So if you've seen that show on Netflix, um, uh you'll kind of get the get the link there because some of the concepts around um you know these portable you know brains that can go into different meat sacks is is kind of um aligned to the way that we thought about building the altered state machine um if you haven't seen altered carbon on netflix go see it because it's a really cool view of what the future um of ai infused nfts might look like what was that called again? It's called Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. It's a show? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So so AI 
and non-fungible tokens kind of creating this new thing. So how how on earth is AI fitting within this, this ecosystem? Yeah, a really great question. So um, if we start like at the beginning, um, the altered state machine is a new protocol, a new Lego brick um, for building in the decentralized system space or the metaverse. Um, and it does two simple things. Um, firstly, it allows us to fingerprint the growth or the DNA of an artificial intelligence agent so that we can um, make, make it ownable through an NFT. And so people can make um, proof of ownership claims using the protocol. And that means that we can connect artificial intelligence agents to all of the things that you can do in the blockchain and crypto space. So that's tradability, that's rarity, that's um, embedding in things like decentralized finance or um, decentralized autonomous organizations governance flows or protocol governance flows. All of the cool things that you can do in the blockchain space, you can connect these agents to as well now. And then the second thing that it does is allows us to inject um, what might be called DNA or a personality or a soul into the NFT that affects the way that the um, artificial intelligence agent learns about an environment or behaves in an environment. Um, and this is really important for the metaverse because AIs have this tendency towards zero-sum outcomes that is like they kind of converge on a, on a single type of way of solving a problem or interacting with the solution. Um, and what we want in the metaverse is lots of richness of experience. Um, and so this um, method for injecting these personalities or DNAs into the NFTs helps us create lots of richness as well as tradability of the um, underlying brains that power these experiences. And maybe so you can define of, for us a little better because you're talking about an agent. Like, yeah. what, uh, I, I, do I go to school to be an agent? Do I, you know, <laughs> do I need to be part of a three-letter agency to be an agent? What are you talking about? Yeah, definitely um, have to be part of a three-letter agency. But no, so so an agent is like um, a generic term for a, a bot, an, a single instance of an AI that you can own with this NFT. So you can think of it maybe in, in simple terms, if we look at the metaverse and gaming space, it could be a character, a non-playing character in a game. Um, there's a movie out at the moment called Free Guy, um, which is like a, a perfect metaphor for how ASM's thinking about this world, where instead of going into these environments and having these static programmed um, uh, characters to interact with, we can now interact with intelligent characters that learn about the environment and how to interact with us. So an agent is basically a catch-all for um, an AI at the end of your NFT that you own. This is, this is a, we're entering a whole new world over here. It, yeah, it, it totally. And, like... and yeah, totally. And I think like, if you, if you imagine, um, you know, people navigating this metaverse space now, they might have gone into some of the spaces like Decentraland or Sandbox or those kinds of things. And what you'll find is that although they're quite cool concepts, they can be quite dull places, um, especially if you're used to kind of the richness in say a AAA title, um, and, and, and a big piece of that is because they've tried to create a place where people can go and build and own assets using these blockchain mechanics, which is really good thing to do in the metaverse, right? You, it's a kind of key ingredient of the metaverse. Um, but what it means is um, all of the like non-playing character interactions don't exist because there's been no mechanic to, to introduce them in the same way as a um, avatar in those worlds or a new building in those worlds. Um, so the altered state machine can now um, be used as a vehicle to include these non-playing characters and assets um, into, um, into these environments and make them much richer spaces. But it doesn't does stop there. Like you can kind of like extend the protocol way beyond gaming and metaverse. You know, there's decentralized finance, there's um, digital digital humans. So there's a whole bunch of stuff you could do with it. Okay, so it says on the website, when I go to how ASM works, make trainable AI-powered agents, own and trade them using NFTs. So I'm going to be able to tell my agents what to do. Like, how does this play out practically? Give us an example. 
Yeah, maybe David can take you through APA, which is the um, first game that we'll launch with the protocol and explain how that works and explain how easy it is for you to Yeah, David, take us through APA. Yeah, I got to pull my weight around here. Um, so uh, AFA, the, the sort of on-ramp for AFA, we wanted to make that really simple and easy for people to adopt. Um, so the, the training procedure for an AFA uh, agent is, is relatively simple. Um, and maybe I'll give a bit of background on what AFA is going to be um, and, then, and then talk through um, the sort of training. Um, so AFA is going to be Artificial Intelligence Football Association. Um, and, uh, basically it's a four side football match. Uh, oh, wait, it's going to be that, it's going to be that bullshit soccer stuff though, right? Oh yeah. yeah no, yeah. The, bullshit <laughs> soccer stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real yeah, football. Oh yeah. Okay. The real football. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, basically your little, um, uh, NFTs are going to be able to play, um, football against each other, um, and, and compete in arenas and, um, rank up and, um and and get really good and it's a really interesting game to watch ai's first of all learn what a football is um first and then learn that it's good to score go score a goal um and then figure out interesting little strategies um to play against the other ai's and and come up with interesting ways of solving that problem um now the training part um is a super geeky and interesting part for me um, but for the for the users, it's going to be as simple as sending it off to a gym. Now, a gym is just as a kind of a copy of the the football field um, where it uh, runs in hyper time and is copied at a number of times, so you can play a, a bunch of matches all compressed in a in a small time frame and get really good at playing the game. And then he comes out the other end um, and is a better player and you can chuck him into a real game um, and he's learned some new skills. So the training is going to be super simple. Um, uh, just a click of a button for AFA. But with future games, um, you can uh, the developers can expose whatever machine learning mechanics to the users that they like. Um, if it makes sense within that world. So you can interact in, the, in a richer way if you want to and and sort of ramp up that complexity of um, user interaction with the actual training mechanics. Yeah, so I think to sum, sum it up, like AFA is a, a first game on the protocol to show everyone how it works and give them like the clues and tools to go and develop more applications with the with the protocol. And it's a really simple format for a side, you create your team by minting the NFTs. Um, you have a button in the game that says go train them. You press that button. They get good at di different skills. You assemble your team and then you challenge other players to play against you. And it's a play to earn mechanic. So the whole driver for playing the AFA game is that um, players will earn rewards as they go through the levels or as they challenge each other, um, which will allow them to do things like acquire land or mint new players to bring into the ecosystem or mint new brains to train their AIs on. So the whole play to earn economy built around AFA to bootstrap how this protocol works and show people in really simple terms how you can connect an AI to an NFT and then make it do something interesting. I want to know this because I've had this thought for a long time. I created this mastermind group back in 2009. All my favorite people throughout the history of time, they're all sitting in this round room that's actually in the uh, the UN. And, uh, you know, it's like, so some of the people I got there, like Nikola Tesla, Benjamin yeah. Franklin, John Lennon, I got, you know, um, uh, Gandhi, just a bunch of people in there. And then my original, my thought was, is like, eventually I'm going to be able to program these with some sort of, artificial intelligence and say here's all the things they said here's audio of them speaking here's books they wrote here's lyrics they wrote yeah. here's something they would say like and then animate them eventually like so it yeah. seems to me like this is like one of the we're getting close to being able to to animate and augment intelligence with by, of in, inanimate objects yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is that um, you can do a lot of that stuff now. Like that's kind of available technology and games even use 
um, AI in some of the mechanics behind the scenes. Um, and also you, you have kind of bots playing games too, which people get a little bit antsy about. Um, but the, the unique thing now is that with ASM, those agents can be inside an NFT and therefore they, the work you put into the training them and making them kind of useful and valuable can easily be connected to programmable money. And therefore you've got this kind of much more liquid environment for um, the tradability and financialization of uh, artificial intelligence agents as NFTs. So you're building that world out and that's cool. And now that um, that mastermind space could be in Decentraland and the agents in there could be owned by a DAO, which feeds them knowledge and um, curates the way that the AI learns in that environment. So that's the kind of interesting and unique part about it is being able to connect these agents to those other processes that we're familiar with in the blockchain space. So the real, you know, the AFA is kind of your first use case, almost a demo, even though on yeah. its own, it's cool enough. The characters are, you know, they're yeah. cute, they're fun. People are going to enjoy that. But what you're really, the long term here is that this is a platform. This is technology that you're inviting developers to come in and play with this tech to integrate into their, um, their environments. Totally. Yeah. And we see like three um, initial areas in this metaverse and game space, um, which we think developers will find really interesting. Um, the first would be um, new games like um, AFA, where you've got like agent versus agent. Um, and, um, and there's lots of kind of interesting things about um, building games this way. If you look at games like Axie, for example, um, with the huge success it's had around play to earn, um, you've almost got this kind of two-tier economy there where um, you have asset owners and then you kind of have these rented humans who go and play the game on behalf of asset owners. Um, and, um, and with the ASM ecosystem, because the agents themselves can play the game autonomously, um, you can actually have those compressed into one um, you know, one uh, ownership structure. Now, there'll still be some human elements in this and it'll still be fun to play, um, but we move the gameplay from mashing the button um, or, you know, pulling the roulette wheel, um, as it were, through to um, assembling the team and managing the team. And so um, we can kind of create a new type of play-to-earn game and, um, and have that interact with these protocols in a kind of persistent basis and, um, and kind of automate the farming and play to earn to a certain extent. Um, and then the second kind of interaction um, would be like companion agents. So you can think of this as like maybe a player that plays alongside you in a game, um, or it could be a quest helper or a quest giver in a game. Um, it could be a vendor that vends stuff um, or an auction house that's an intelligent agent that a protocol owns. So all of these kind of really interesting things now um, you can um, connect to these NFTs and make them assets that exist inside of those environments. Um, and then the, the last kind would be kind of man versus machine, you know, the likes of the Matrix or Zombies or Terminator, where um, people can kind of enter environments and compete against bots, but with some really interesting properties. Um, because usually in that context, um, humans will always lose um, and it's our, our inevitable fate anyway. Um, but the, but the, um, the interesting thing about having these as NFTs and making them um, individually unique is that when bots die, they die. Um, it's permanent death for them. And where, where do so they go? If, where do bots go when they die? This is a, this is a really great question. It's, um, Probably into the ether. That's probably the best way to describe where the bots go. <laughs> but yeah, but so so having this um this mechanic of um, permanent death um, changes the game a little bit and um, tips the scales towards um, towards humans, um, which I think would be really fun to play around with. Now I'm reading on here that these that these NFTs have memories. So yep. like, so they're going to go out and do stuff. You're going to be able to program them. The, the, the things that they do are stored as memories. Are you able to then augment their memories as well? Because it says that each agent can have dozens or hundreds of memories. 
and can recall that. So these things over time are are, are really actually be becoming intelligent. Yeah, Dave, yeah. do you want to talk about memories? Yeah, so so the um, memories are, are basically um, the stored experience um, for the for the agent within a specific world. So it'll have a memory for the A for football game. Um, and then if uh, he goes into um, another world, say a, um, a metaverse space and you've trained him to interact with people and, and be a greeting bot for your, your, um, your property in Decentraland, for example, um, he'll have a memory for that specific task. And then if he goes in and becomes a, a zombie in a, in a different game, he'll have a memory for doing that. Um, but the important part is that you get a consistent experience across all those spaces because it's linked up to the same brain. And in that brain, there's a concept called a genome matrix, which is the, the DNA that Aaron was talking about earlier, so that you get a consistent experience with um, your character across all those spaces. Um, so say he's, uh, he's known as a fast um, and strong um a for football player you'll he'll also be a fast and strong zombie for example um and he'll he'll when he goes to learn to do these things um he'll create strategies around his specific strengths in those worlds and these memories build up over time and he gets better at all these tasks uh, which of course um increases his value and tradability down the track yeah and it's funny to watch because like um when we look at the way these things learn um, in the game and you see like the ones that are fat and slow, they tend to take up like defensive positions in the game because that's what would naturally happen. But it's funny to see that an intelligent works that out as a strategy too. And the whole ecosystem appears to be powered by a token. Shocker. It's called the Asto <laughs> token, A-S-T-O. So how does the token operate here? Uh, as far as the DAO and, and, you know, with these agents and then uh, maybe tell us a little bit if, if people are able to get this token. Yeah, totally. So that, I mean, so the really important thing here is that um, one of the things people hate in the gaming and metaverse space is this kind of hand of God that comes across and nerfs their assets. Um, and, when we're talking about introducing this whole new way of interacting with games in the metaverse space um, and the ability for these things to be worth quite a bit of money, um, we want to make sure that changes to the protocol and changes to the way the agents um, are minted and controlled happens with community consensus. So the ASTO token is, um, is a way to govern the protocol um, to allow the community to have a say in how it evolves over time. So the functions of the DAO will be things like voting on new specifications that come out, you know, and or changes to specifications or um, changes to the rate of minting of new brains so that they can control the economics of and the value of brains. Um, so these kind of um, protocol, protocol fee setting mechanics, those kinds of things. The other utility and really important early utility is that um, in order to get a brain for your character, um, you need to stake some ASTO to mint it. So this kind of intelligence mining is what we're, we're coining the term. So you can um, stake these ASTO tokens and then the yield will return you NFTs and those NFTs are new brains. Um, and then in, in, when you're going down the path in your training, um, each time you need to save a new memory, then that uses the ASTO token to interact with the protocol and save that memory. So some really great initial utilities just around the core ASM protocol. And then on top of that, we're going to supercharge it by introducing ASTO as a play-to-earn token inside of the um, AFA football game. And so um, in that game, you'll be able to use the um, ASTO token to challenge others um, and win rewards for um, playing that game, which you can then go and monetize um, by selling to new players or, um, you know, getting liquidity from the tokens that you win. 
So yeah, so really, really great use cases, very strong protocol use cases, as well as very strong utility use cases coming out for the token. The first time it's going to drop is um, in a few weeks time, and that'll be a liquidity mining event. Um, so if you go to the Altered State Machine website, there'll be links to join our discords and um, follow on Twitter, and we'll be releasing instructions on how to participate in those events. Before that happens, though, the most important thing is to get yourself signed up for the Genesis NFT drop, um, which will get you access to four characters um, in the A for game, as well as your first brain. Um, and the Genesis brains are, are special. Um, you'll want to have one of those. We haven't announced exactly why they're special, but they're definitely the ones you want to get. And so as you're hearing this, I believe the first NFT sale um, is is off to the races right now for Altered State Machine. And we are going to be keeping a close eye on what these guys are doing with intelligent agent NFTs. Intelligent agent NFTs. Like it's it sounds really interesting. I don't um, you know, I, I don't really know what to think about it yet until we start seeing more of it, you know, being utilized. Uh, and implemented, but it sounds really cool. I mean, I think it could, it has potential to be pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be able to, to train these, these NFTs powered by artificial intelligence, and uh, you'll be able to trade them. So the, the concept is give your existing NFT a brain. That's, that's really cool. Now right. I have this one, I have this one um, image that I've cre- started creating way back in the day. And it's a mastermind group of all my favorite people throughout the history of time. And I've always thought eventually someday I'm going to make this an actual VR room where all of the people in the room are powered by their own works and words. And if they have voice recordings, sort of bring that in. Like, I want to hear John Lennon write new songs, right? You can literally like, here's all the songs he's written. Here's all the words he said. Here's his voice. Like, you know, empower this sort of AI John Lennon, right? That'd be awesome. Um, and writing new songs, you know, they did that with Bob Dylan. They did a, uh, they, they imported a bunch of Bob Dylan songs or something. And then they had like a bot that came out and made a bunch of songs. Um, and the songs were just weird. It's not quite there yet. The technology is not quite perfect yet, but it's getting there. The Bob Dylan. Not quite bot. there yet. It's the Dylan there. bot beep boop <laughs> like a rolling stone. Okay, it's not true that Travis does nothing. Travis does a lot. In fact, he has been hard at work on building some epic shit. And by now, hopefully you are um, in tune with the epic shit show that is getting ready to launch. You want to talk about that? Epic shit shows are launching about a month. Right now we're working on a bunch of different things to kind of get things rolling, getting the website squared away, uh, set up a discord community, which is humming and uh, people who it's, were it's in the shitting. First- it's really, it's really, it's, it's, a, a shit, it's, it, it's really shitty. It is. Um, so uh, got a discord in and the first hundred uh, members, when you join, you're a dingleberry. So you start out as a dingleberry and you work your way up. Uh, your next step, if you, after you level up, you become a shit biscuit. <laughs> <clears throat> then El Duce, you get it. you move up to that? I got, you know, a lot of different layers in there. A big poopa, jack shit. Uh, you know, I'm going to add wet fart popcorn. Oh, I have popcorn farts in there. That's oh, nice. good. I need, pop, 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 pop. I need to add shart as a level, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and if you make it all the way to the top, you get to be King turd of shit mountain, which is good. <laughs> it's a little corny, but what do you expect? But, uh, so, so basically I'm building a community of Epic people, uh, because you can't do Epic shit with basic people. You got to have Epic people. And, uh, we're going to be interviewing a lot of amazing people and uh, having fun along the way so if you guys are interested and you like listening to me banter well we're gonna have some really awesome guests on the goal is to get like a plus level people who are doing really good stuff and uh in fact i can include the uh i'll 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 send over aaron the uh the uh, intro to the things you guys can hear what the podcast will sound like oh nice i'll put that in there here here's um here's travis's uh teaser for the epic shit show There are epic people doing epic things in these epic times. And that's why we're here to bring you their epic stories. 
This is the Epic Shit Show. Diving into the epic human psyche. Talking to some of the most interesting people on the planet. On the planet. From rocket scientists to athletes, entrepreneurs, geniuses, and crazy people. If they're doing epic shit, we're having epic interviews with them. You think we could use the word epic a little bit more in this... Each episode will be informative and entertaining, or it might be a complete shit show. Let's do this. This is the Epic Shit Show with Travis Wright. And there you go. And if you want to join the signal, you can do so. Discord. It's not the signal. Actually, the Discord is uh, discord.gg forward slash epic shit. And you can join and uh, come on in. And we've already given away some serious NFTs. The first 100 people were, that verified were eligible to win, and I gave away a Series 1 Garbage Pail Kids Pack from Tops. And um, nice. next one's got you got to level up. You got to be a level five. Uh, if you got if you're a level five, then you're going to be able to participate in the next giveaway, which will be some pretty epic things. And actually, when the show launches in November, if you're a level 24 or above, you're going to be uh, eligible to win. The uh, my favorite NFT of all time, the Forever Mamba Kobe Bryant Boss Logic NFT. So participate and win. Play to earn. Play to win. Play to play. Play for fun. Games should also be fun, right? I mean, let's let's not let's not forget that. Anyhow, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you guys. Epic stuff happening everywhere. Our next episode, we're going to be introducing you to a contender to go head to head with OpenSea, the Mac Daddy of NFT marketplaces. We'll catch you then. Until then, stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.